slants intercepted by Lewis Jones of the Huskies. They run the slant pattern, and Hoy cuffs up the interception. Washington's got it. Washington's got it. Number one, Lewis Jones. You are about to enter the lounge, the sports lounge, with your host, Big Lou, and me, Big Lou's homie, Tony Kelly. You ready for the lounge? Welcome to the sports lounge with Big Lou, born in Venice, California, the son of a preacher man. He went to the University of Washington football team starting as a strong safety and outside linebacker. Big Lou has taken home three Pac-10 titles and two Rose Bowl wins. He had an undefeated season and a national championship in 1991. He's the CEO of Holy Fit 310 trainer to the California Hollywood elite. And now, please give it up for your host, Big Lou. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It is me, the host of the Sports Lounge, Big Lou, right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM Santa Barbara News Radio. And I'm I'm hanging out in the lounge today with my my co-host, my homie, Tony Kelly's in the lounge. What's up, T? What's going on with you? Man, everything's going pretty good. Had a great weekend. Ready to jump in here and just uh, chop it up about a great weekend in sports. I know. Did did you do anything fun over the weekend? Well, you know what? I actually got, got to go out to the golf course on Saturday. And let me tell you, man, I need help. I think I lost uh, probably like 15 balls, man. It was horrible, but I had fun. You know what? It's, it, first of all, it's always about having fun. Uh, you know, sometimes my competitive nature gets in the way of me having fun. Uh, but nonetheless, fun is there somewhere. I just have to well, find it. Well, we definitely had that this weekend. And uh, But yeah, uh, how was your weekend? You know what? It's funny you ask, and I'm, I'm so glad you did, man. It's, you know, the, w- with the whole thing with COVID and everything getting shut down and then trying to, re- you know, restart everything and, and get things, you know, life back happening again out in public, if you will. I uh, I, I went out on a date yesterday, man. Oh, and, please do tell us about that. How did it go? Yeah, listen, listen. You know what? I had a ball. She's an amazing woman. Um and, and here's the here's the joke. We went bowling, right? It was you know I'm an I'm an avid bowler. For those of you who may not know, I wanted to make a push to get my PBA card at one point uh, because I figured I would just be a cool thing for me to be a professional bowler. I'm sure yeah. I'd get people to come out of the woodworks to sponsor me with my with my antics and my swag, if you will. Um, <laughs> Under Armour, Nike. Keep your eyes open. I'm coming. Um, and. You know, the, the best part about it is we, we went bowling in Hollywood at Lucky Strike in Hollywood. And I got to tell you, I, there's nothing like feeling like a tourist in your own home. OK, and, and here's what I mean. I haven't gone and hung out in Hollywood in a very long time. And it was shocking to me after I parked and walked out of the parking structure right on Hollywood Boulevard. Man, I you know, I got to go back because just just the amount of people and personalities that was out there was absolutely crazy like i couldn't yeah. believe it like right when i walked out uh it, it, there was two dark vaders just hanging out talking like <laughs> i'm like okay maybe one is dark vader one is you know you know luke has converted over to the empire and he's joining pops nope just two dark vaders hanging out and, and then to my other side mickey mouse and spider-man was just all hugged up just chilling like <laughs> it, it was crazy and then you know people got sitting their babies on 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 the 
you know, on the Walk of Fame on these Hollywood stars and taking pictures. And in my in my head, I'm like, that can't be sanitary. But, you know, it is Hollywood <laughs> and that's what people do out there, I guess, man. So I, I had a ball and I'm a true competitor. I don't take it easy on, on the young lady when we were bowling. I absolutely gave her the smack down. Um, <laughs> so I had a good time nonetheless, had opportunity to get out and, and go do some grown up stuff. Uh, and it was a real good time, man. So I was definitely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Big Lou. Hold on. The big question that we all have: Will there be a date number two? Well, you know, I, I left a little bit out. That was actually date number two. So is there going to be a date oh. number three? <laughs> um, I would like to think so. You know, she laughed at all my bad jokes. That's a good sign for me. So I definitely would like to go out with her again because she made me feel good about myself. Um, there you go. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But look, I'm glad you had fun, man. But you know what? That energy that you're talking about on on that boulevard, man, is second to none. If, if any of our listeners get a chance to experience that strip, that area of L.A., you will not be disappointed. You know what? That's I'm so glad you went that way with it, Tony T. And I'll tell you why. That's a great segue. Um, in, into another experience that our fans, our listeners, uh, people who follow the show need to need to go in and have. And that's getting to a, a Los Angeles Giltinis match down at the Los Angeles Coliseum. Um, man, okay, I, I have to say it again. L.A. is now dipped in the Major League Rugby pool. We have our own professional Major League Rugby team in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Giltinis. And, you know, last year was their first year in the MLR here in Los Angeles and they went out and they won the MLR championship. So now we can actually legally refer to them as the defending champions, Los Angeles Giltinis. And they have done something amazing. You know, they lost the match last week, um, if you will, to the San Diego Legion. And by losing that match, it was one of those things getting close to the playoffs right now where you know, if you lose and then everybody else wins, you're going to fall behind a half a game, if not a full game. Uh, but fortunately for the Giltinis, you know, in sports, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, before the Giltinis, everybody who was on their bumper uh, chasing them, they lost too. So we were kind of in the same position. It was almost like a wash. And then yesterday they went out. If I just may tell you yesterday, guys, let me just get this out here for you. Uh, it, it was the second half from the first half of the Giltinis match yesterday against the Dallas Jackals was completely night and day. They went in at halftime, Tony, seven all. And wow. the final score of the match, here's the the final score of the match, 56 to 12. So they put it on. They, they listen, they put it on them. And, you know, I, it's no secret. I'm a huge fan of the Patriots. I'm a bigger fan of Bill Belichick. Um, and one of the things that Bill Belichick was is known for is he's a master at going in and making halftime adjustments on the defensive side of the ball, uh, and then coming out and shutting people down and having a you know having a, a productive second half. And that's exactly what the Giltinis did. If I may do this for you guys, please. Um, it was a high octane second half for the Los Angeles Giltinis yesterday that scorched the Dallas Jackals 56 to 12 in Arlington, Texas. Uh, the Giltinis first half, you know, they went in at halftime seven all 
and they made an absolute 180 in the second half and came out and put up seven tries uh, to go ahead and just put the smackdown on the Dallas Jackals. And, you know, the, the bigger thing about this, this victory right here, Tony, and for all of you who are listening that are following the Guiltinis, that are following Major League Rugby, um, we also have the, the, the World Cup Rugby Sevens going on right now, which has been absolutely crazy for me to be watching and keeping up with. Um, but rugby kind of works on like an aggregate point system like soccer. And the bonus point victory guaranteed the Guiltinis, who are nine and five right now, they're at 49 total, total points, one of three playoff spots for the Western Conference of Major League Rugby. So we're, we're, we're guaranteed, you know, one of the three spots in playoffs, which is nice. Now, the best part is we have two matches left. We got Utah on May 28th, this coming weekend, and we got Seattle, the last home match at the Los Angeles Coliseum. And I want to say real quick, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, people who love contact sports, do yourself a favor, Go to guiltinis.com slash tickets to get your tickets for that last home match at the Los Angeles Coliseum, June 5th. Uh, and it is against Seattle. And it is a huge, huge match. Uh, so we go ahead and pull out those two victories uh, in the final two games of the regular season. That will guarantee the Guiltinis stay in the top two ahead of third place Houston. Um and Tony, you know this just from sports as well, the, the importance of going in to playoffs as one of the top two. Ideally, we want to be the number one team or the number one seed going in there. Now, can you tell me why, Tony, just see if you're on point with me? I, I want to believe you are, but what's one of the, the biggest benefits going into playoffs as a number one seed? Well, because I'm not really familiar with uh, the playoff structure, but typically you get a bye. And Boom. typically Look, you, you hit you the nail on the head. That's exactly what we're playing for right now. We really want to get home field advantage. We want the buy so our guys can get a little bit extra time uh, to recover and let some of those those wounds heal, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, because just like our guest last week was talking about, you know, the, the the roughness of that game, that that first round buy, that home field advantage, guys being able to sleep in their own beds, having their own routine, having that uh, fan support. All that goes into being number one. And then you really don't have to play the hardest teams first. You can kind of build back up, get that home field advantage uh, really going. And that's what I always wanted to be number one. Because just like in the NBA or any other sport, that is the advantage. Being at home, having your fans, sleeping in your own bed, and just having that extra, that extra time to recoup, feed those injuries, get on your own little uh, routine that you normally do. And uh, that's where I think the benefit of it, Big Lou. Man, you know, look, all of that is true. All of that matters. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, one thing that we didn't even touch on, that's a, a big variable at times as well, is uh, the time zone. You know, we don't yeah. have to get up You're earlier. Right. You're absolutely uh, right. And and disturb our, our slumber, if you will. Like, you know, pregame starts the night before for a lot of these guys. Uh, visualization, obviously, again, letting your body rest and recover properly. It's always nice to be in your own bed uh, to do that as well. And then, you know, we have those other factors that, that why we do what we do in terms of professional sports. You get to see your wife and kiss her goodbye in the morning. You know, you get to see your kids and kiss them goodbye. And, you know, walking out the door. I, I can't say for some of these guys, I would like to assume 
but I, I can't say directly, but I know for me, if I'm getting ready to go compete and I can see my little monsters before I walk out the door, just as a reminder, you know, I'm playing for you guys. That's like, it. I'm playing for your livelihood. That's just going to give me a little bit more motivation to go out there and put the smash on somebody on a Sunday. Um, and, and hopefully we come out victorious with that. And, you know, guys, again, I want to remind you, you know, the, the Sports Lounge with Big Lou right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. We are the first radio partner in the Guiltini's Broadcast Network. We are also your home, your place to go for anything Guiltini news, recaps, updates, ticket promotions, and so on. So make sure you continue to follow the show, listen to the show. Um, reach out, email me if you like. You're welcome to. It's Big Lou at tslbiglou.com. You can follow us on Instagram at TSL. And um, make sure you get a chance to get down and come check out some of these Giltini's matches. Again, we got one last home match. Uh, it's June 5th. Kickoff is at 3 p.m. And, and Tony, you, you know the motto of the Giltini's, right? What we, what we say when we want our home matches. You, do you know it? Do you remember it? I don't remember. Why don't you remind me? I'm gonna. I'm happily gonna remind you because I, I think it's the coolest saying in sports in terms of of getting people excited to come watch a match of any sort for that matter. But the Guiltini saying is, "We want fans in the stands with cans in their hands," and that's an amen. <laughs> for real. Listen, hey guys, we are almost at that point right now. We got a lot of stuff to go over today. Real quick, I also want to give you. We have a discounted ticket link. For all of you guys who are interested in coming to the June 5th match, um, it is Fevo.me. That's F-E-V-O dot me slash Sports Lounge 65. Do yourself a favor. Go to that link, pull it up, and get your tickets to the June 5th match. It's good, man. There's a lot on the line, and there's nothing like the line and it's serious what they have on the line we're talking about seating in the playoffs getting that momentum which is huge going into the playoffs um and we definitely need everybody's support be sure to come down uh and check us out we will be there tony t will be there my co-host i will be there as well we'll have the sports lounge booth set up we'll be on the field on the end where they light the torch, the Olympic torch in the Los Angeles Coliseum. Uh, man, Tony, it's a whole to do. I'm excited to go down uh, to the Coliseum with you for that match. We're going to have a good time. Um, and, you know, for those of you who don't know, my head is shaved, but I can still let my hair down with the best of them. Roger that. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, guys, listen up. We do got to take a quick break right now. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to go over some more sports things, what's happening in the NBA playoffs, what happened with the Dodgers, and how we botched that game against Philly um, and the USFL. I want to talk about that also. I know Tony got some things on his mind we're going to talk about. Hey, sit tight with us. You're listening to the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. We will be right back. <laughs> Addicted to the things you do, but still true. What I'm saying, boo, is this is all about you. Every other city we go, every other baby, it's all about you. No matter where I go, I see the same. Every other city we go, every other baby, it's all about you. No matter where I go, I see the same. 
Be sure to join Big Lou in the Sports Lounge every Monday at 12 p.m., rebroadcast Monday at 10 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m., and Saturday night at 8 p.m. Get into the lounge. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's not a glitch in the matrix. You did not hit rewind. Yes, you are sitting in the sports lounge with Big Lou and my co-host, my homie Tony Kelly, right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. Tony, man, what's been happening in basketball? You've been keeping up with, with the basketball playoffs? Well, you know what? I am totally addicted to these two series. And let me tell you why. Because on Saturday, we had the uh, Miami Heat versus the Celtics, and the Heat took that game 109 to 103. But a lot of things happened in that game, Big Lou, and I, and, I, and I don't know if you're aware that the Miami Heat survived that game three of the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston Celtics just barely. My, Miami managed to build a 26-point lead, but it evaporated Wait, over the course say, of the second half. You said 26-point lead? 26-point lead. Miami managed to build a 26-point lead, but it evaporated because the Heat were playing at less than full strength. As you may or may not know, Jimmy Butler had to sit out the final two quarters due to knee inflammation from a questionable foul, but we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but now, we don't know exactly what caused the inflammation. Um, Coach Folstra, after the game, had some uh, un, you know some kind of terse words for the, uh, the Celtics and how that whole foul went down. But Butler was involved in, uh, you know, in, in, in this notable play in the first half. And then basically, in the second quarter, he was fouled by the Celtics guard, Peyton Pritchard, who grabbed his leg from the ground, which he took a hard tumble. And uh, like, like I said, he coach Eric Spolster was really upset about the incident and argued that it was not a basketball play as he spoke with reporters uh, today. You know, and so tonight, I'm going to tell you, this game is going to be something to watch because Jimmy Butler is going to have something to prove. He's been one of their top players in this series. The Celtics are backed up against the wall. They have a great coaching staff, this great young talent, and I cannot wait to watch this game tonight. So so we know he's, he's playing tonight? He's going to play? He is going to, All the stars are expected to play. The Celtics also had some guys come out. There was just there was this uh this moment for Smart when he came out of the locker room, reminiscent of you know of uh, of a Paul Pierce, but he wasn't in a wheelchair like Paul Pierce. It wasn't that dramatic, <laughs> you know. But it was more reminiscent of Willis Reed coming back into the Garden with the Knicks. The guy came in, hit a big three. The crowd went crazy. Um, so all the stars right now, as being reported, will be playing tonight. So it's going to be a full strength for both teams, and it's going to be a great game tonight. Man, you know, I 
I, I listen, I, I love, I love, I love all my sports. Don't get me wrong right now. And, and every now and then I enjoy watching some good golf uh, matches, whether it's a sport or not, we'll have that debate later. Uh, but I do, I do enjoy the mental, the mental fortitude it takes to play any professional sport. Uh, golf is definitely included in that. And obviously guys, I'm going to say this. People always ask me, well, Lewis, have you ever played golf? I'm like, well, of course, so, you know, I'm, <sighs> I haven't really played a full 18. I played the whole short nine, a part three. I'm a beast at, uh, at putt-putt golf. But, you know, in terms of that mental fortitude that it takes to play golf, I, I definitely don't have it. And uh, I got kicked off of a couple putt-putt golf courses uh, for throwing my club at the windmill and in the water. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. It was windy. It was all types of rain conditions and weather. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chalk my, my bad putt-putt golf moments up to – um, uh, uh, we're going to call it the weather. We're just going to use the weather, if you will. Um, but, you know, I, I joke about it a lot, but golf is definitely, it, it's definitely a sport. Obviously, it depends on who you're talking to and how you define that word sport. Um, but competitive, absolutely, without, without question. Uh, well, you know, uh, how long have you been playing golf, Tony T? You know, honestly, man, I started, I think it was the weekend. I remember this vividly, too. It was the weekend when I saw Tiger Woods played in the Masters. And, and man, let me tell you something, man. That following week, I have never seen so many brothers on a golf course in my life. I went out and got Nike gear from head to toe. But that was it. And I can't remember the exact year, but it had to be in the early, you know, mid-'90s, maybe 95, 97. Whenever that first Masters was, that's when I started playing. So we're looking at what twenty something years, almost thirty years now. Yeah, Am I wrong? yeah, 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 twenty something years, and um, and I love it, and it's a great way to relax, and it's just an excuse for me to smoke cigars and drink cognac. You know what? I'm definitely on board with the last two. I don't really know how to smoke cigars, but I definitely know how to hold one and look like I know what I'm doing and look tough. So if that <laughs> accounts for anything, I'm happy to go to a golf course with you and grab a glass of cognac or scotch or whiskey or whichever works best for us, depending on the weather that day and what golf course we're at, and hold a cigar. Like, I'm a great cigar holder. That's what I do. You know, it's almost like my issue of, of not being able to swim, you know. And, you know, <laughs> I, I remember a story one time, and I want to get back to sports, but I was in Vegas with some friends, and we was at the little pool party thing, and, you know, they were at the opposite end of the pool, and they were talking to some young ladies, and they, they all waved me over, like, come on, come on, Big Lou, come over here. And, you know, I was lounging in the water, and, you know, in, in lieu of the fact that I can't swim, obviously I didn't swim across the pool, so I had to get out the water and walk around the pool and then go step back in on the other side with, with my buddies and whatnot. Of course, everybody had to call me. I'm like, what, you can't swim? But like, absolutely not. <laughs> that, that, that ruined whatever was going to be potentially happening later. Yeah, that was all out the window at that point once I dropped the bomb that I can't swim. But we'll, we'll finish that conversation another day. You know, I, I want to talk a, a little bit about... that you brought that up because as... As golf, as a golfing fan, and I'm pretty sure there are a lot of our listeners that play golf, they Absolutely. know that Justin Thomas, just this past weekend, just yesterday, won the 2022 PGA Championship. Uh, he was able to edge out Will Zelatoris in a playoff for his second major win. And Justin Thomas came back. Big Lou, listen to this. Justin Thomas came back from seven strokes. He was seven strokes behind on Sunday to win the 104th. PGA Championship at Southern Hills. 
forcing the tournament into three whole aggregate playoffs that he eventually won over Will Zalatoris to take home his second winner-maker trophy of his young career. And in doing so, Thomas tied for the third largest comeback after 54 holes in major championship history. It was one of those days, if you're really in a golf, it was, it, was, it was that playoff atmosphere. Every shot counted. You had to make shots. You had to shake shots. You had to really strategize your way around the course. And, uh, and, and Justin did exactly what he needed to do. This young man's career is on the uptick. Look out for Justin Thomas. He's on his way. You know what? It, that's funny. For, for what it, you put me in the mind of a buddy of mine that that I was fortunate enough to share the football field with in college, uh, and his name is Justin Thomas, and he was an amazing defensive end. Uh, I'm not sure what Justin is up to right now, but I want to send a big what up to Justin. JT, what's happening with you, doggy? That's what that's what all us Huskies call one another, doggy. You'll never know any of their name, but if you say "Hey, dog," you're gonna have like 15, 20 people turn their head. Who are you talking to? <laughs> we'll never know. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, or not curious, but I want to say this. That atmosphere that you just described in that playoff match on the golf course, that is what gets me excited about golf. I love that type of drama in any sporting environment, be it golf, boxing, and somebody's losing in the first seven rounds and they say somehow they have enough mental fortitude and physical fortitude to see it through and come back and, you know, steal the fight away in the last few rounds. Um, obviously in a football match and in the football game, in terms of traditional American football, you know, when I think about that comeback that you talked about, you know, what game that puts me in the mind of what's that big look? That Super Bowl when the Patriots and the Falcons were playing and the, they go in at halftime and the Patriots are down 28 to three at the half. And then they come back out and tie the game up, go to overtime and get the win. I mean, you can't write that stuff, man. I mean, I don't even think Hollywood has made a movie even close to something like that. Uh, Well, probably pretty close. It's Hollywood. But I mean, to watch that live and see that go down. That is the coolest, most exciting environment atmosphere the amount of adrenaline that fans get just from watching that not even being there just watching that drama unfold in a in any sporting match again for that matter i mean dude, that's what it's all about the ability to to compete go into some adverse times during that competition and have the mental fortitude and wherewithal to come back put on those blinders and be laser focused and come back and get a victory like, that is the essence and the ebbs and flows of true professional competitive sports. But, but you know what? That's why we all are sports fans. That's why. Right. Because, I, and I don't even know if you're really into European football. I really love watching European football because of that. It's, it's a constant energy. Just like we talked about, you know, going to Hollywood Boulevard and, seeing that energy and going to the Guild Tennis game and his playoff atmosphere, that's why we're fans. That passion of the fans, that intensity, that having to step up in that moment, you're down, you rally, but that's what, you know what, that's what America's about, that's what sport fans are about, and, and that translates to anything in your life. At work, you can have a bad Monday, but by Friday, you're on top of your game. And I think sports connects all of us through that, and that willingness to go through adversity 
come out on top, celebrate a win, and then just watching that, to, to me, is what has drawn me into all sorts of sports, basketball, football, you know, European soccer, golf, when it's sudden death, even hockey. My favorite part of, of hockey is when it's sudden death, you know, guys are skating around going 20, 30, 40 miles an hour. But just to piggyback what you're saying, that's why we watch it, being able to watch world-class athletes overcome, and that's what Justin Thomas was able to do yesterday. And, uh, you know, it's just a wonderful thing to watch. You know, it, it's funny. I, I love – I like watching hockey, you know, especially for, for, for two reasons. The fighting, and if we're lucky enough, penalty shots to win the to win a match. Yeah, I think that is the most stressful and coolest thing all at the same time. It's almost like soccer, and you know, going to penalty kicks. Exactly. You know, it's it's literally. And now, you know, the goalkeepers obviously they you know it's all about defense. At the end of the day, defense wins championships, um, and goalkeepers as as a vital part as they are in soccer and hockey for that matter, they really get put on an Island and get put under the spotlight when we get down to penalty kicks and penalty shots. Um, and the amount of ability to be so quick in terms of reaction time, like you don't have a lot of time to react. Um, you know, when you're having penalty, penalty shots on the ice or, you know, penalty kicks on the soccer field. Now I've never played soccer. But ironically enough, I've coached it. <laughs> I, I coach kids, and you know, coaching you say, kids you in soccer. You know, you like I see, half I of see our like genius out there. Hey, all those dads out there, we have been in that situation. <laughs> it's true. Hey, you know what? I like where we're going with this, guys. We're coming up on another moment that we have to take another break. I hate that part, but it's something that we have to do. It's a part of what we do. Uh, but when we come back. Tony, you know what I want to talk about? I want to get into what's going on in the Golden State uh, series. And they're up 3-0 in the series again. And I want to put this question out there for people to see if anybody knows. You're welcome to call in to the station. Tony, you got the number to the station for them to call in and, and maybe uh, communicate with us, see if they know the answer to this question I want to drop. Well, you know what? If you do want to call into the station, it's one 5564 one two nine zero. That's one eight zero five five six four one two nine zero. Here we go, real quick. The question is for you guys: Two coaches in playoff history have started their series off or the playoffs off three zero in the series. It's happened five times in the playoffs. Steve Kerr is one of those coaches currently with Golden State. My question to you is. Who's the other coach to do it? Hey, I'm Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge, right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. We'll be right back. The Sports Lounge can be found on your radio dial at 96.9 FM and AM 1290 KZSB. Welcome back to the Lounge. The Sports Lounge 
with Big Lou. And now, here's your host, Big Lou. Just jamming the oldie tune, sipping on a cold bottle A brewski, gave over swig, he passed it back to me Right about then, up came some other homies Micah, Eli, PJ, Smooth, Phil, and Larry Busted off the ice chest, Phil popped the cooler Eli and Pete, drunk brew, nothing better to do Micah's cup, yo, Hey everybody, welcome back, welcome back If you're just now tuning in, you are listening to the Sports Lounge Right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM Santa Barbara News Press Radio I'm your host, Big Lou. I'm chilling in the lounge today with my co-host, my homie, Tony Kelly, is here. Tony, let, give, give him a shout-out. Let him know that you you there, man. Big Lou, how you doing? This is Tony Kelly, your little homie. And we are so excited for our listeners today. You know what? It was a great sports weekend. Can't get into more of these games that we were talking about, Big Lou. Uh, you know what? I, I noticed that you, you, know, you paused for a second when you came in right there. And ladies and gentlemen... It wasn't that he was searching for something. He was over at the bar getting him another drink. A guillotine. <laughs> do, do you do martinis? Do, are you a martini guy, Tony? I don't I don't know. I, I know we like our scotches and our whiskeys and our cognacs, but are you a martini guy? You know, I can be a martini guy. I can develop over over the you know the course of a night into a martini guy. So yeah, you know, to answer your question for sure. <laughs> you know, I <sighs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just going to copy James Bond. I, you know, he likes his shaken, not stirred. I guess that's the cool way to do it. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny. I haven't had a lot of martinis, but I tell you, I've, what I've had less of is even uh, a beer and champagne. I've never had a beer in my life and I've never had champagne. So it, it's always been a weird thing on New Year's Eve when we did were able to go out and celebrate New Year's Eve. Everybody's popping bottles and and, you know, getting their champagne and their little champagne flutes. And I'm over in the corner pulling my flask out of my coat pocket, <laughs> drinking some whiskey. <laughs> we do what we do to bring in the new year. Hey, hey, so, well, right hey do what we, you got to right do, man. Go ahead, Tony. Well, you, 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 know, you, know, you know, I just wanted to talk about, because you were talking about how we wanted to get into this Warrior series. Yeah, and, man. You know, uh, the Golden State Warriors, just yesterday, Defeated the Dallas Mavericks 109 to 100 to take a three to zero series lead in the Western Conference Finals. Again. Steph Curry dropped 31 points while Andrew Wiggins, who was once labeled a bust, added 27 in the win. And not and to mention an iconic dunk. If guys, this is the talk of the internet today: the dunk that Andrew Wiggins put on Luca. Doncic, it was posterization at it at a classic level. It was unbelievable. But Luca was able to hey Luca was able to drop forty in the loss, and the Mavericks find themselves on the brink of elimination. But that dunk will live in infamy, and somebody got a great poster yesterday, Big Lou. Hey man, you know what? <laughs> you know, I tell the kids that I that I work with and that I coach. Um, I say, you know. Nothing good happens in sports when you're standing still. Now, this is not to say that Luca was standing still, but I, I tell my kids this. I'm like, look, if you're not moving your feet and you're not ready to react, 
you will be on a highlight reel. It's just you're going to be on somebody else's highlight tape. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and that's never a good thing. But, you know, exposure, exposure is exposure, you know, but uh, that's definitely in the biggest negative light. It can be looking up like a building is about to fall on top of you. Uh, and then, you know, somebody flushes a basketball through the hoop and to add insult to injury. If you actually catch that basketball with your face, um, it just looks that much more embarrassing. Or if a guy just literally jumps over you uh, and, and slams it home again. Well, you, well, you, know, you know what, Neil? And, and, this, and this really goes back to what you were saying about the, the, wonderful, the wonderfulness of, of sports. Let's take a look at Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins came into this league as one of these vaulted young talents. Didn't pan out in his first st- uh, his uh, his uh, first stop. He had some issues in his second stop. He's only twenty seven. People were writing this guy off as a bust, and it was just good to see him persevere, stick with it, develop his game, and for him to have that moment and that situation on that stage uh, just speaks to what you were talking about. Having adversity, sticking with it, and being able to have that moment on national TV, I want to send a big shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Congratulations, young man! That was your shining moment, and you didn't fail. It was wonderful to see. You know, the the, the interesting fact now is, will he be able to build on that momentum? Uh, and that's the funny thing. You know, I again in youth sports, and you know, in my in my fitness business as well. You know, I, I've been in the training world for you know twenty plus years. And, and one thing I tell my clients training and my, my athletes when we're talking more sports specific work is, you know, hey, don't quit before the magic happens. Um, there you go. And a lot of that's people, you know, that's some great advice. Big Lou. Well, it, you know, uh, it's just again for my I can only speak for my personal experiences as a, as an ex athlete uh, and living that life. But then now from the coaching side of it. And, you know, I noticed, especially in the fitness world, and I want to get back to our, our question that we dropped right before we went to that last break. Um, you know, it, it's so hard for a lot of people. You know, life happens. The, the, the first thing we got to do is show up. And I don't care what it is, whether it's fitness, work, supporting someone else. We got to show up. If you want to you want to fight and chance, you got to show up. Then we got to stay consistent. Um, and it's not always the easiest thing when things aren't happening for us as fast as we would like. And, you know, an example to that would be, you know, I, I volunteer coach two little league baseball teams. I coach both of my boys teams. They play on different teams. And we, we had a moment yesterday. It was, it's a, a coach pitch and T-ball and the team that we were playing against, you know, they were short on players. And so they had grabbed, basically they threw five pitches to this one kid and they went, they went to go grab the T. We only got two games left in the season. And, you know, I, I want the kids to have as much success as possible because team sports for a lot of these kids is going to open the door for them to do a lot of other things in life. Uh, so the experience is super important right now for these kids because they're so impressionable. But getting back to it, this 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 one of the kids on the other team, you know, the coaches were getting ready to grab the tee. And I told the coach, I say, no, coach, put the tee away. Go ahead, pitch to the kid. Let this kid get a hit. Unbeknownst to me, the kid was the kid is autistic and I had no idea, Tony. And this is why I do what I do with kids. So the next two pitches, not only did the kid get a hit, it wasn't like a tap, like he drove the ball. And it was such a rewarding thing for me. I found out after the game that the kid is autistic and I was so excited and even that much more happy. Like I almost shed a tear just from being so happy and excited for the kid because right. that moment of success 
for him to stay there and the coaches give him a few more chances to try to hit the ball in front of his parents, in front of all the other parents, in front of the kids with people on base, that moment right there is going to be a defining moment in that kid's life to whether he was going to continue to try to play team sports or just sports in general, or maybe shut it down because he was embarrassed and maybe they, you know, feel like he didn't come through. And the fact that he's autistic, this is such a huge confidence booster, man. And this is, this is why I do what I do with kids for that moment right there, a breakthrough moment that is life changing. Um, and so, you know, and that's just a kid, but the same thing happens in professional sports as well. You know, a lot of guys are sitting on the bench and the hardest thing to do in sports, if, if I may be real quick, is to go and show up to practice every day, every night, give your best, get beat up by the starters and just train, 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 practice, 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 and never know when your opportunity is going to come. It's so difficult, especially for kids to stay locked in because who doesn't want to be able to get out there and contribute with the team? Um, so I guess we're saying all this to, and my message to you guys out all out there, with, you know, for your kids, uh, adults as well, you know, don't quit before the magic happens. Keep pushing, keep fighting, keep showing up. That's the only way you stand a chance. You know, Wayne Gretzky said, you will always miss 100% of the shots you never take. So keep showing up, keep shooting, because that's how you're going to have success. Um, Going back to the question that we dropped right before the last break, uh, Steve Kerr was one of the coaches who has five times gone into a playoff series three and oh. Who is the other coach? Do you know Tony T? Take a guess, take a stab at it. Who who is the other coach? Read that one more time. In basketball, there's been two coaches to go into the playoffs, into their playoff series. Um Three and oh, five times. One of them, Steve Kerr. Who would be the other? You know what? I think I do know this one. Could it be the Spurs great head coach, Popovic? Man, you know what? You need to stop looking at my notes right here. I know you can see them. Yeah, you know what? You are absolutely right. It was Greg Pop. And you know what? Those were some great Spurs teams as well with Ginobili and obviously the big fundamental. And, and let's take it back a little firm with the Admiral, because when the Admiral and, and the big fundamental was there, that was a level of twin towers that was virtually unbeatable. You know, let's let's take it back a step further. You you got you, You're picking a two on two basketball game, two on two team. Okay. Who do you take? Are you going to take the two, the original twin towers from the Houston Rockets, or are you going to go with the Spurs twin towers and the Admiral? And the big fundamental. I'm gonna go to Admiral and the big fundamental because Ralph Ooh. Sampson and Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem is the Hall of Famer. Ralph, due to injuries and whatnot, but I think the Spurs duo were more would be more efficient offensively, better moves. But that would be my two twin towers right there: David Robinson, Tim Duncan, all day, every day. Man, that you know what? I can't even challenge you on that right there. Let's you know, let's push that envelope a little bit further. You got all three of them on the block. I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add this duo to the mix just for kicks and giggles. Shaq and rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Who you taking? Oh, come on now. Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. 
I'm learning LOLing. First of all, I don't even know if you realize I am a die-hard Lakers fan. I bleed it. I am a die-hard Lakers fan. Kobe and Shaq. Now, here's here's what the issue is going to be. A person who doesn't agree with me is going to say, look, they're playing two seven-footers. Here's the thing. Shaq would kill David Robinson. Literally. And Tim Duncan. But I would rather have Kobe with his shot-making ability and creativity going up against Tim Duncan and put Shaq on on uh, the Admiral, I think, man, we may not win at all, but we will give them a real run for their money. You know what? I would I would pay to go see that two-on-two for sure. Listen, hey, guys, we're, we're almost up to that point right now. Uh, we got to take another break here coming up. And uh, I want to say, Tony, I, I had an idea because um, I'm, I'm big on giving back to the community. I'm big on you right, know, giving right. back to the youth. Um, and I, I heard a saying a while back. I can't remember where I heard it from, but there, there was a saying that said, you know, no kid left behind. And that's definitely my sentiments when it comes to training, sports, uh, life in general. Um, and I just want to put out there, guys, if you see a kid having a tough day or whatnot, try to break through to them and just talk to them and give them a safe place to talk uh, and, and be. Uh, you never know what's going on in these kids' lives. And I know when I was growing up, a lot of our, our superstar young athletes were taking a lot of aggression out on the field, on the court, because something else was going on at home. Uh, so um, it's sad, but it's a, it's a sad truth, but it's the truth nonetheless. We all play sports for a variety of reasons, um, and, you know, especially some of our youth. So just, you know, keep an extra eye out. Uh, be a little more attentive as to what, you know, what's going on in practice and how these guys are interacting uh, and try to, you know, do your best to be a positive outlet uh, for these kids, because any positive outlet is always a great outlet and a constructive one at that. Um, you know, we got to take another quick break. But when we come back, I have a fun charity idea that I want to propose to you, Tony, and see what what everybody else thinks about it and see if we can't get it to happen. You are listening to the host of the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio, and your home for the defending MLR champion, Los Angeles Guiltinis, for news, updates, interviews, and more. We will be right back. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou. Just follow the f***ing show. Jerome, Jerome, put on that Bobby Womack. Nah, girl, I want to go way back. Oh, yeah, check this out.
I was a kid again Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again Hey everybody, welcome back Man, you know what, you know what, Tony, I well, let me say this. In case you guys are just tuning in, you are listening to Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge, right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. I'm hanging out in the lounge today. It's just me and my co-host. My homie, Tony Kelly, is with me today. And we've just literally been hanging out in the lounge, chopping shop, talking sports, talking life, talking kids and youth and sports and training and, you know, just doing what we do, kind of no different than hanging out in the barbershop, if you will, uh, just in a slightly different platform. And right before we went to break, Tony, you, you know, I was I was saying I, I came up with this idea and I ran it across. Well, I haven't run it across the guillotinis yet, but it was just food for thought. And I got so excited by it. Uh, I, I want to share it with you and see what you think about this and what the rest of the, the world thinks and our listeners and our oh. followers think. In the interest of, you know, the, the World Cup Rugby Sevens going on right now, there's, you know, for some people like myself, there's always a debate of who's more physical, who hits harder, rugby players or the NFL. And I came up with this idea, and I think it would be an amazing charity event to do. Um, I don't believe it will ever happen because of the risk involved. And, you know, these guys are worth a lot of money. Um, and, you know, ticket sales could immediately go the other way if somebody got hurt uh, at the wrong time. So we definitely don't want anyone to get hurt. But I want to run it by you. See, you get your two cents on it. See what you think. Okay. In the interest of finding out who hits harder, who's more physical, the NFL or rugby, I had this idea in terms of a charity event. Let's get the Los Angeles Guiltinis to play a charitable rugby match against the Rams. Oh, okay. okay. Exactly. Like you're, that, that moment of silence right there says it all. And here's, my, here's, here's what I'm thinking in my head. You know, from my first live broadcast at the Coliseum when the, uh, yeah. the Giltinis faced off against the Gilgronis, um, you know, it had been a long time since I've been in the Coliseum and even longer yep. since I've been around that amount of adrenaline, energy, watching these guys in pregame, the chanting and the grunting. I mean, it it took everything in my power to not go run and tackle this little kid that was standing next to my booth right there. But I really wanted to give him the business, see if I had the ability to still take him down. Um, I would like to see. My first question, my brain, are we talking no pads? Or are they playing in their normal? So we talking about both, both teams will be no pads. Right, no, we're going based off of rugby rules. Oh, the Rams don't want that smoke. Oh, no. But listen, but let, now let, let me lay it out for you. Let me lay it out for you. What do you right. think about just the scrum in itself, right? We got right. we got our big guys for the guillotinis. But then in my head, like, like in my head, I'm thinking of the scrum, and I'm thinking, okay, Aaron Donald in a scrum. Okay. Von Miller who could be either in a scrum or the back, you know, because pretty much at some point, it seems like everybody in rugby touches the ball and has an opportunity to score, right, uh, right. which is super scary to me. Like there's, there's a guy on the, on the Giltini's Andrew Tuala, uh, that I had the opportunity to, to meet and interview with, and he's a big boy uh, and can move vertically, laterally, horizontally, like, 
he's got great feet, but in the scrum, it's all about, you know, low man wins leverage. It's all about leverage, but that's also the same that applies to, you know, like a guy like Aaron Donald firing off that defensive line, like low man's going to win. That's how we're going to be able to drive that back. Do you think the the Rams would stand a chance playing rugby Rams? The Rams would get destroyed playing a professional rugby team with rugby rules. Man, those dudes, there's a difference, and we've all had pads on. Well, you and I have had pads on. Dude, that's totally different than getting hit with a shoulder pad or whatever, than getting hit with a full calcium deposit (laughs) clavicle to your head. No. No, it's, it's definitely a, a different rule of engagement, if you will, in terms of uh, I'm, I'm going to use a, a, a football term, fill in the hole or they will kill them. Well, you know, I was thinking about it and rugby players, obviously, they train in a different light because, you know, their their sport is they're moving all the time. There's no somebody gets tackled and we go huddle up and you got, you know, you know, the, the play clock before you have to start the next play. Like, that that doesn't happen in rugby. Like, you get tackled, you throw the ball, and we're moving and grooving once again. Um, which puts me in the mind of maybe some of our defensive linemen, this could catch them off guard in terms of the conditioning aspect that rugby has. You know what? I have a remedy for anybody who's listening to us. Yeah. One day, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole of the greatest hit in rugby history versus NFL's greatest hit. Ooh. Let me tell you, man. I literally, literally almost cried for the. Man, I saw rugby guys getting freight trained. I'm talking about, man, dude, if anybody's out there, if you ever get bored, go watch the rugby's greatest hit. And you guys call into the show next week and let us know what you think. Because, man, I'm going to tell you, I've seen some hard NFL hits, but, man, I've seen devastating, bone-crunching, life-altering hits. (laughs) Well, you know, which begs the question for NFL guys, and obviously it's a penalty right now. Like, we try not to use that, you know, the crown of the head, obviously, you know, to protect the players. Um, And, you know, even having the helmet on, maybe it's just a subconscious thing. Um, which, you know, that's something else I definitely want to talk with Mike Pereira, who's the VP of officiating for the NFL and the head official for the USFL. Um, I'd like to get his two cents on it in terms of the, the rules aren't really fair in the sense of, you know, defensive players are always getting flagged for coming up to make a tackle for inadvertently going down or using the crown of their head. But the offensive ball carrier can dip his head and run into a guy like that's not really cool. Like we, we got to find a better way to balance that out. I think, but, but I agree with you on that one. I totally agree with it because it puts, and it puts the, def- the, uh, the DB or the defensive guy at a disadvantage because if he's coming with the crown of his helmet up and you lower yours, I mean, what, you know, what are we trying to do here? Right. You know, if, if we're really looking out for protecting our guys, then we got to have a, a better balance on that particular scenario. But taking that right there and transitioning that into a rugby match, um, I guess my question to you is, do you think 
NFL trained guys in terms of, you know, skill, tackling technique, um, you know, running the ball technique, do you think they would have a more difficult time or would be more apprehensive to play at the rate of speed and force that they do in the NFL in a rugby match, knowing that they don't have that protection in terms of shoulder pads, a helmet, uh, a face mask, and to just really go in there and I'm, I'm going to use this saying, give somebody the business. Like, do you think that, I mean, that obviously has to add a different, a different level of, of um, you know, engaging on the field. You know what? I mean, what do you think? That's how I see it. I, I could be wrong, but what do you think? Well, you, you know, a big okay. Now let's talk about the guys in the trenches. I'm going to tell you right now, the wide receiver core, <laughs> the DB core, the safety score, eh, maybe say those skill positions, they will, dude, it would be flowers and, and sad songs for, for those position players if they tried to play rugby. Now, once we get into our linebackers, now then we can have a conversation about the scrum. It'll be a little bit more competitive. Those guys are what, typically what, 6'3, 230. That's typically a, a nice size for a rugby player. But, I, you know, honestly, man, honestly, I just don't think an NFL guy is used to that type of contact. It, 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 it's just a different level. Getting, getting hit, man, with, with bones that have been hardened through micro fractures over decades. And, dude, you say it's like getting hit with a crowbar. Yeah, of which I've been hit with before, and it does not feel good, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. So if somebody says they were in line first to get their ice cream, just move and get out the way and let them get their ice cream. There you go. There you go. So to answer your question, man, you know, I think position players like linebackers, guys like Aaron Donald, who, who, who are really mobile and really large, they would probably have a good haul at it. But, you know, but in the end, rugby, man, it's rugby all day on this one. I mean, so, so what about like, like, and I'm just curious, I know we're coming up on time here. We got, we're going to have to wrap the show here shortly. Uh, but I'm curious, like, like uh, our skill position players in the NFL, it's my belief that there's not a guy in, in the rugby world, and I could be wrong. I haven't seen a lot of rugby organizations play, um, but the ones I have seen play, they definitely have some impressive guys out there. Not the, I don't want to take nothing away from them. I'm a huge fan of the sport, but I'm just talking about in terms of uh, the level, the skill level in terms of raw strength, speed, ability of the athletes that play rugby versus the NFL. Like, I don't see anybody catching Tyreek Hill on a rugby field. Right. But the issue is going to be once they do. Now, Tyreek Hill, now, based on what I know about rugby, and I've been watching a lot more, obviously, you know, since our partnership with the Guiltinis. Yeah. Okay. I can see him being a wing. You know, I, I, I can actually see the ball being hit out to him. And if he has a free open, of course. Of course. However, <laughs> when that moment comes, when. You have to make a choice. I don't think he will survive, man. I just, I just don't. Now, if we're talking about a, a, a Saquon Barkley, now I could see a guy like that, or a guy that's built like that with his uh, elusiveness and his quickness. I would, I would see a guy like that be more successful than a than a small, diminutive guy like a. Uh, uh, Oh God! I just forgot the guy's name. You know, uh, the, guy, the guy that just that that we were talking about. Tyreek. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, but, yeah, man. 
I think Quan Barkley type would be more successful. But man, a small dude like him, man, he would get. In my opinion, in my opinion, in that sport and how physical it is, every second you're playing, you're not getting. You see, here's the thing: you're not getting taken out the game to let the defense play. You own the field, constant. Right. Right. And that little yes. dude will get worn down. You, you hey, you ain't no three downs and we're gonna punt and then we're gonna take a TV timeout and I'm sitting there chilling for five or ten minutes. Oh no, it's just all game long, bro. He will get I, I think a small guy like that will just get worn down and just beat down. You know, and, and that's what's so fun about sports and the complexion of sports and comparing the different sports world is they're so they're, they're so similar and so uniquely different all in the same. And that's what makes it so great. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever had the opportunity to watch, you know, rugby up close, football up close, even baseball, for that matter, um, how these guys are able to do what they do with the amount of, of grace that they do it with balance and coordination. It's amazing. And hopefully maybe we'll get lucky one day to see a rugby team take on an NFL team. Uh, we're getting to that time right now, ladies and gentlemen, we got to wrap the show real quick. Just want to touch on the Dodgers right now are 27 and 13 overall in their last five games. They are four and one. They are playing today against the Nationals. Be sure to check the game out. Hey, you guys have been listening to Big Lou and my homie Tony Kelly right here on the Sports Lounge on AM 1290, KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio, and your home for everything Los Angeles Guiltini's news, updates, interviews, tickets, and more. Be sure to tune in next week. We're out. See you later. On a Sunday afternoon. We were chilling in the park. Waiting for the sun to go down It was me, Shiro, and the homies A lighter shade of brown The Sports Lounge with Big Lou is brought to you by Evolve Entertainment the Sports Lounge with Big Lou's executive producers are Jeremiah Higgins and Lewis Jones. I am the commentator and co-host Tony Kelly. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou's master sound engineer is Dr. D, a.k.a. Richard Dugan. See you next week in the lounge, the Sports Lounge with Big Lou. Oh, yeah. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.